This is Lita Johnson, and we are here to talk about the podcast of the Sixers Free Agency and what I think and how good things are. I feel like it's a great job. We start out with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Of course we wanted to keep him. Of course I wanted to keep him. Of course everything was going toward that direction. But one thing came out with Woe saying that um, they didn't offer him a, f- a five-year max or a four-year max. And um, people have to understand what that is. It didn't. It wasn't that they didn't offer him a four or fifth year. It was just the max deal of a four or fifth year. And um, they wanted more money. You know, offering Jimmy so much money and 190 would go to Jimmy and then 180 would have went to Tobias. They were looking for a little bit of a cheap. They, they would give him four or five years, but it wouldn't be 180. I mean, it wouldn't be 190. They offered the fifth year, no doubt. Four or fifth year was on the table. It's just the max part was a little different. And then you go to another, and the crazy part was he really took less money because he could have took the same money to be in Philly. So well, everybody's saying that Philly didn't offer him the fourth. No, that that that's that not what it was. It was the max part. But he got a max with Miami. But that wasn't the kicker. He wanted to be the main guy in Miami. That was just it. People don't understand. This is Jimmy, like. He learned a lot of new things. Um, he loved the team, loved Philly, but he wanted. He got pushed. The uh, idea got shoved to him that he would be the main guy in Miami, and you're in a big city, and everything will revolve around Jimmy. I mean, everything will revolve around Jimmy. But the guy they got over there, from Waiters to Whiteside to Winslow, uh, out of Bio, I'm pretty sure right now Hero is staying. All the guys are staying. You got Jimmy revolving around him, so that was it. He didn't want to share the floor with all those guys, all those shooters. And everybody talking about I wouldn't work, it would have definitely worked. It's just that Jimmy didn't want that. All right, that was the new thing there. Uh, Jimmy wanted the max to stay in Philly. He wanted the absolute max to stay in Philly. Philly didn't offer the max through a fourth or fifth year. You know, so um, that's what it was. But they did give him the fourth, they gave him the fifth year. Now, looking at um, what Philly got. Al Horford, Tobias Harris, and Josh Richardson comes back. Now, depending on whoever else comes to Philadelphia and whether it's draft picks or whatever, a, a trade will get completed. It's a third team they're looking for. At first, it was so it was crazy. Um, the Dallas Mavericks had Derrick Jones Jr. and uh, Kelly Olynyk, and now some complications on Derrick Jones Jr. It's a little crazy, a little crazy, but at the same time, um, when you think about Derrick Jones Jr., he's an athletic guy. Everybody acting like, what's the big hole up with Derrick Jones Jr.? Derrick Jones Jr. is an absolute beast. I mean, he's a athlete that is worth um, taking a chance on. So now you look at who's going to be next. Goran Dragic is going to be involved in the deal. What's going to happen? Who's going to get traded? It's a lot of things going on. Philly won't get Jones Jr. or Kelly Olenek, or maybe Kelly Olenek goes to him. We don't know, but Derrick Jones Jr. definitely won't go to Philly. But we'll see what happens. So, But there's a third team. They're looking to get that done right now. They're trying to get something done, trying to find a team, I'm pretty sure. Before July 6th is the date. Uh, there was a report out there talking about Al Horford. Um, and, 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 you know, before this even happened, Tobias Harris, one of the Sixers sites, you know, one of those got people who uh, support the Sixers. But they said those were done deals. Nothing was a done deal. Look at this free agency. You mean to tell me 
but it was a gamble. Al Horford definitely already was talked about with the, uh, going to the Sixers. It was a strong possibility he can go to the Sixers, but the Jimmy Butler scenario had to play out. They was that was always the plan. If Horford, if they didn't get Butler, Horford was always the plan. Once Butler started talking about the Heat and the Rockets, you know, people start making gambles. So that's all that was. Nothing was a done deal. Nothing. Nothing at all. Horford, you know, people was talking to him. The Kings was trying to search him a massive deal. You know, once Butler, the trade was okay to be made, and it was Horford got signed. You know, Tobias Harris wasn't even a certainty, even though I was like, he'll sign. But, you know, it was people all looking at him from the Grizzlies, you know, the Nets. Everybody was looking at Tobias Harris. It was never a done deal. If there was a done deal, you would hear them say, like they said with Kyrie Irving, once the, the time for free agency to sign the deal happens, they will sign the five-year $141 million. Same thing with Kimber Walker. Before it was even, those are done deals. There's no such thing as a done deal that hasn't even put on the table. That's ridiculous, retarded. I um, had a couple of cats. Now, I want to talk about the Al Horford situation. Al Horford averaged around 13-6. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. You know, he's an all-star. And um, he always plays his role. And here, it's different. It's more different than he was with Boston. Look at the teams with Boston. Look at how good those teams were. But at the same time, when you look at Boston and you look at what they had, they didn't have a, a, a 6-10-point guard. That's not even in his prime yet. He's just playing right now. He hasn't developed that game. He hasn't even been in his – for the moves that he has that he's, you know, mastered, he hasn't even gotten his prime with those moves. I mean, people should be pretty much scared of Ben Simmons if you know how Guinness turned out, how he developed, how other guys like Kidd. You know, when guys develop and get in their prime, but, but Ben Simmons has got Jason Kidd passing ability. You know, he can he can, he can can post you up like Carl Malone, <laughs> you know, and all he needs, and then he can take you off the dribble like any point guard you can see. You know, once he, once he goes by you, you're done. He's too powerful to catch up with. You can't, you know, meet him at the rim. Not no point guard. Not even a shooting guard. He's 6'10". Small forwards ain't even 6'10", 240. So you're looking for a power forward or a Kawhi Leonard that can guard him. He's pretty much a hard guy to guard unless you've got to have a couple of people. That's why he's still able to get away with a lot of his stuff because you got to have two people meet him at the rim. And this year he proved it. When he got in the playoffs, you know, he was used mostly for defense, and they let Butler and Harris and, and Embiid and other guys play their offensive role. Simmons wasn't used for that. He, cause he hadn't mastered the jump shots, and everything, so they were using other guys. So Ben Simmons, what people are looking at this year, or is he going to use a jump? Yeah, he's going to get it. You know, he didn't. People are saying he's being naive. You know, he's a guy that's trying to learn basketball and not be pressured. He's gonna learn. He's been practicing on jump shots. Everybody's seen off season this and that, but he hasn't implicated in his game. He's trying to get to that point. This year, no doubt, because it's been two years in the playoffs. I, I guarantee you, if he doesn't do it this year, then there's a problem. Time for a trade or something. But I definitely see him this year. He knows it. He sees it. It's parts of his game that evolved. He's gonna add that jump shot, and when he add, and it's gonna be this year. I can guarantee you, when he adds it this year, that's going to be big. Who's going to stop Ben Simmons? Who, he's going to be an MVP candidate this year coming up. Everybody don't want to believe that because they haven't seen it. Number one draft pick overall, 16-240. I got plenty of respect for Ben Simmons and his fight mentally. Of course, he has some naive traits. He should have worked on it this past year, no doubt. 
You saw him off season hitting the jump shot. You see him on practices and all star practices hitting his jump shot, but he is not implicated in his game. That's the only selfish part. Being young, you have to put that. Now he's going to put that in his repertoire. I mean, it was so many times, even on playoffs, you know, he'd be shooting pregame, but he doesn't implicate that in his game. Just because he misses one jump shot when he looks ugly. Look, man. As long as it go in, and we've seen it go in plenty of times, three-point shots, all that, just off the game. You say it's different. He's a guy that's an all-star. If he puts it in his game, he's going to make it. It's going to be a weapon. How about that? Um, Josh Richardson is very interesting. 16 points a game last year, four assists. I mean, he's a defense, good two-way player. You put him at 6'6 six, six at the guard position, that really is a problem. Now there's no liability at the two-guard position as far as defense. You look at uh, Tobias, yeah, he can play the three. He's 6'9", 235, and can shoot from the three-point line. He can pass the ball. He can bring the ball up court. Now it's him and MB as far as the scores. Even when Ben Simmons starts doing what he does, he's still more of a passive guy. I think even when he starts scoring, he'll score 20, 10, and 10. I think that's 20, 10, and 9. He'll be close to triple-double almost every year once that jump shot get popping because now he's going to get more people open because he can hit the mid-range jumper. And I believe he's going to be hitting three-point shots. And that's when people are going to – that ain't the mid-range. The mid-range jumper will get you there. And also, he has to get good at free-throw shooting. Let's, talk about, let's not talk about a jump shot. If he would have been hitting free-throws, Ben would have been scoring 18, almost 19 a game. So, you know, Ben Simmons is going to be that player coming up this year. But Josh Richardson, we talk about right now because he's a young guy. He'll be at 2022. He's really going to help the 16. And then you look at um, Al Horford. People are saying he can't play with next to Joel Embiid. I don't get it. You ain't watching him in Florida. You ain't been watching him in Boston. Al Horford is 6'10". Guard 7-2 guys like Joel Embiid gives them problems. Who do you think going to give the guys a small force? He can't guard on the outside? Yes, he can. He can guard all five positions. He can guard four positions. A point guard a little different, even though he's still going to give you some trouble. But four positions, shooting guard, yeah, he can do all that. Amazing. That's what makes him an all-star. Your shooting guard can get in your face. And that's going to be hard for shooting guards to mess with Horford. Horford going to be able to rebound. He can shoot mid-range. He shot 35% from three last year. He shot 42% the year before. He's going to be a guy that's going to score, especially in this offense. And my God, who's going to stop this team on the uh, – what offense is going to be able to score against this team? People say uh, Harris can – Harris can guard. He isn't as established as the other guys are on defense. Simmons, let it be known, he's an elite defensive point guard. Probably the – most the best he's the best defensive point guard. I mean, you can put whoever you want out there. Nobody better than Ben Simmons a point guard. You can guard all five positions. That's that's dangerous as a point guard. Ain't too many point guard. Ain't no point guard can do that. Nobody. Horford will be him and and be. This is just you look at Brett Brown. He used to coach under Greg Popovich. And they had David Robinson and Tim Duncan. This is what Brett Brown knows how to coach two guys that play the five. Put him up there, with, it's going to be something special. And Tobias Harris is going to have a breakout year. He's an all-star this year, no doubt. You're going to hit him, him, M.B. Harris, and um, 
all of them can't make it. And I know Horford, you know, he's not going to have to do as much. I mean, he's going to see Embiid and Harris, and, and Embiid, Simmons, and Harris are going to come in the ball so much that they're going to forget about Horford and Richardson so much because they're going to be having the ball in their hands so much. And you get to start the season with these guys. You didn't trade in the middle of the season. You didn't trade in the fourth quarter of the season when, when guys couldn't even get together. Now you get to start off. Red Brown gets to start off with these guys, see what they got, see the weaknesses, you know. This is just so good. Now the bench is interesting. I think a lot of people are knocking the fact that they're young. The boy is a defensive guy. I mean, and if you look, he's a four-star out of high school. Tabo can play. Tybo can play. Matisse Tybo can play offense. He just focused on defense. They didn't need him for offense. He, his specialty was defense, and they let him do that. But when he could also score. He could shoot the three ball. You know, his, his percentage went down last year to 30, but he's been up before, 37%. You put him in Sixers offense, he can shoot better and more. And I'm about to explain that. Zaire Smith is a guy who clearly showed he can shoot that trade ball. Smooth jumper. Shake Milton showed he can shoot that trade ball. Scores. I had one um talk with my guy. His name was Zoe. He was like, um, my, my cousin Jay was like, well, the Sixers ain't got no shooters. I'm like, wrong. It's like who? I said Tobias. Now you gonna tell? You gonna say no? It's a uh, Zoe said no. He a score. Tobias scored shot thirty six from thirty six percent from three last year, right? But he when he came to the Sixers, he was known as a good, a great shooter. They was talking about him and Reddick being the Splash Brothers, uh, great on pick and roll, pick and pops. Now he came to the team. He's trying to fit in. You got too many guys that require the ball. They didn't even focus on Tobias. Sometimes you forgot Tobias was even in the game. And you're looking, you'll have like 17. He'd be like, hi, you know. But um, Tobias before that was shooting 40% from threes. You, you look at his percentages the last five seasons, he was one of the best shooters. That everybody knows Tobias is a shooter. The thing is, if people don't understand, when you say score, what are you trying to say? He's a score. Okay, I, I'm going to say my boy Zoe. He's a, he's a score. He's a score. That can shoot from three-point range. How about that one? <laughs> he's not a shooter. He's a scorer. He's a scorer that can shoot from long range. <laughs> you know, um, but what, this is going to be great for the Sixers is that they're going to learn how to play team offense. And that's why Houston Rockets can shoot so great from the three-point line. Milwaukee Bucks can shoot great from the three-point line because team offense, you, you, everybody has their spot, and when it's time to shoot, you shoot. There's no... Um, Clay Thompsons, and you got Clay Thompsons, you got Seth Currys, you got Steph Currys, you got you got guys that you know shoot. Devin Booker, they shoot the lights out from three point. That's that's their thing. But some guys are in sync and system three point shooters. You get them at their spot, their sweet spot. Uh, they're they're practicing at their spot long enough. They'll start to develop into all good team shooters, and that's what the Rockets did. So many guys can shoot from three point line because you leave them out there. The Bucks, you leave them out there and they shoot. Like the Warriors, you know, it, it, you know, you know who the shooters are, you know, Curry and Thompson is a given, but they all became a good team shooting from three because you know everybody got people open, they played good and passed the ball real good, and there it is. Once Philly gets everybody in sync in the system, with Al Horford shooting thirty five percent and Richardson shooting thirty six percent, and um, 
Tobias Harris shooting 36%. All them guys are going to hit. Then you look at Joel Embiid. Now, you want to talk about his 30%. It was, it was a time he wasn't as good. It was a time where Joel Embiid couldn't shoot that three-pointer like that. Then as the season went on, he got better. We've seen games where he had multiple three-point shooting games, four or five three-point shooting games. What needs to happen now is he's just going to get better. He's younger. He, everybody, people should be scared of this guy shooting 30% and, and, and not afraid to take three. He's going to get better and better. Now, once again, on that bench, Tybo and, and, and uh, Tabul and Smith are good two-way players, athletic two-way players. You know, Tybo has a seven-inch seven, uh, wingspan. He was a defensive player, the best defensive player in college basketball. Zaire Smith already came with his – one thing Philly likes is defense and athleticism, and it's showing. You know, you look at uh, – Popovich used to love those overseas guys, but you look at – the guys that uh, Brett has gotten, Jonah Bolton, they're, they're athletic. They're long guys. You got, you know, two-way guys. People say Bolton is too – one guy say too thin. I don't – that's crazy. Too thin. Bolton is 6'10", 220. This is – do you know what type of league we're living Now, if you played back in the 90s with Carl Malone and Larry Nance and – Charles Oakley and Buck, these guys were big guys, you know, but now you could be 6'10", and you're likely probably going to guard a guy 6'8", 6'9". I mean, how many looking at the elite power forwards, the guys playing power forward? He's 6'10", 220. He's able to guard. Most of the time, these guys are 6'10", 6'11", 220, and know how to shoot. He's right there. You know, so... No, honestly, Bolton is, is a, a very good player to watch out for. Shea Milton, 6'5", playing point guard. You put him in, in the mix. Now you're looking at this team like, oh, Mike Scott back. This is a very good bench. The young guys can come off the bench and shine. Smith, Milton. The, the summer league is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see them guys out there. That you're really going to get a taste of. Zaya Smith, Shake Milton, um, Jonah Bolton. You're going to get a taste of all them guys. Don't forget Mario Shyock now. I don't think he'll get much time. I think he'll be a G League star, but he's going to show some stuff. He can shoot. Two-way player. Philly is looking good, and, and, and you want people want to ask about Horford running the floor. Horford could do all that. He played with Boston all these years, did all this work with the heart and soul of a team that was an elite team, and you mean to tell me, that he won't be able to run with this team. The guys you got to worry about running really going to be Harris running the most. It's going to be Harris, Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson. If four out of your five guys can run the floor, do you know Horford can keep up? He can get there. Them guys, Horford is not the guy that's going to uh, um, carry the ball in transition. That That's the guys you got to worry about. Your, not your, you know, you, you can have one guy on your team if you're a running team, and he's keeping up halfway, if that's what you're thinking, even if he does that. But Horford can keep up. He can't run like them, but he can keep up. He won't be a liability running on transition. He'll get right there. He'll be right in the right place as soon as they run the floor. And then MB can sit down, and you put Horford in there, and you can throw Tobias at the four, and you put Scott at the three. Might put Tybo at the three. I mean, it's going to be a real good team to see how things match up. I really like what they did to sit MB down and get a guy like Horford. Now, Tobias Harris is the X Factor. 
And even though we say Ben Simmons, no, Tobias Harris, he got the he he has to be an all star. And I think he scores around twenty seven a game next year. I think that is given. I think in this offense and what Philly's gonna need, him and M B will hit around I say twenty five a game for Harris and M B hit twenty seven a game. I think them two is going to be one of the best duo. And then Simmons has scored 20 a game. When he get that jump shot and then the free throw going, and I think he'll do that next year. I'm calling it guaranteed 20 points, um, nine rebounds, eight assists. Ben Simmons next year, no doubt. Might even be nine assists with this team. Once he gets used to his surroundings, it's a done deal. I think Simmons can get 10 assists, but I'm calling 29-8 right now. All right, um, Philly's there. Philly's here now. I mean, looking at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, they're not expecting him to play. Um, they're expecting more of Al Horford. What we're really getting into with the Philadelphia 76ers um, is playoffs. And Al Horford is a big-time playoff player. Harris hasn't had his time. Harris finally gets to get put in their offense and be I think what Brown's going to do with Harris is make him an unbelievable player. People haven't saw how great he is yet. And he's been productive his whole career. Now he gets a chance to be somewhere where he's wanted, be somewhere where he can flourish. Him and MB are going to be one of the best one-two, one of the top three one-two combos just watching this league. If y'all know how Harris was before he came there, you put MB there and how he was, he's going to get better and stronger. They're going to be hard to beat. Totally hard to beat. Um, Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie and KD with DeAndre Jordan, they're going to be good. They're going to be a good team when KD gets back. I have to worry about them this year. I think this year is the year you're going to see the Sixers and the Lakers back in the playoffs again. Uh, wow, I mean. You look at um, Kawhi, I think, is going to the Lakers. It's just too much speculation. And he's going to make his decision. I think if they don't get him, then um, and the Raptors get him, I don't think the Raptors are shooing at all to beat the Sixers. Why? Because Butler ain't there. Once Harris becomes that guy and can get that ball in his hands and everybody talking about the closer, the closer, once Harris gets he's going to be the closer. Everybody knows how dangerous Harris is scoring. Once he gets back to Harris, it's a whole other deal. And he, him and Embiid are going to have the primary option of scoring the most. Now, Simmons is going to be a surprise. He's going to end up being that guy. You just watch him and how he plays. He already developed a turnaround jumper. Just wait till he develops other parts of his game. And I think his fourth, his, not this year, where he's going to be a good 20, I think 20 points a game he'll bring a new part to his game. But the year after that is when you're going to see Simmons turn into one of the top three best players in the league. He could possibly be the best player in the league. As soon as the offense comes, who's going to be able to stop Ben Simmons? He can be the best player in basketball. He can start next year. I just think it won't be next year. I think he's just going to be too good. You know, eventually, in two more years, it'll just be too good. And Sixers will win multiple championships. Um, the Lakers get Kawhi, though. It's going to be something different. It's going to be something to see. I don't bet against LeBron on their part. 
you know, not against this team the first year. They got these guys signed to long term, so that means they don't have to worry about signing nobody. So the next year, and it's crazy because possibly I'm not really counting out the Sixers, <laughs> but those are just three beast guys with Leonard, James, and Davis. That is un. That's the best big three I've seen since the big three start going. You got possibly the one, two, and two, three of the top five players in basketball. Arguably. But the Sixers have proved more and more. When Ben Simmons gets that jump shot, everybody's going to hate to play him. Just a mid-range jumper. Just get this man a mid-range jumper. Everybody's going to hate to play him. The Sixers have so many tricks up their sleeve. So many, man. And um, I had to be proud of the situation Elton Brand did because if you look at Al Horford and you look at the Jimmy Butler situation, I mean, we was, it was, facing, it was facing a lot of crazy, crazy drama and mess. And we possibly could have lost our heads and our head. But the Al Horford situation was kept under wraps. You had the Kings... Going after Horford, but at the end, I told everybody I ain't want to, you know, spill no beans or nothing like that. That's why I knew people was talking about it's a done deal. I knew what the guy was talking about, but nothing was a done deal. Everything was, un- it was teams. Al Horford could have easily not been a sixer because it took the the big, the more money from um, the Kings. They were offering more money. They were going to max him out, but Horford want to win. He don't want to be around no young bucks, man. You be around the guys that was almost dead, and you got Tobias coming back. I can see this team doing too much. It's going to be a real put-together team. It's already a good passing team. You put these guys in there. They know how to win as vets. It's not young bucks. The process is definitely over. Somebody was like, the process ain't over. The process is definitely over. Sorry, the process is over. So this has been a real big um Clay Thompson goes back to the Warriors with D'Angelo Russell. It's crazy. But the defense is, you know, with Kevin Durant, he don't he don't replace Kevin. You can't replace a Kevin Durant. And then the Knicks didn't offer Kevin Durant a full max. Are they crazy? You got seventy million dollars. I think it's like the Bowl Bowl draft, being drafted where he was. That's seventy mil. Seventy mil. You got, and you don't offer him, you don't have Kevin Durant for Max. I mean, you can wait for him if anybody can. If the Nets can, New York definitely could have. I didn't get that. I think that was all a bad way to handle everything on that part. Um, Patrick Beverly back with the Clippers. Rubio ended up with the Suns. They needed a point guard. They loading up. People better watch out for the Suns. They loading up, man. They got a lot of good players. Um, the Sixers are definitely the best team right now in the East. Um, especially if you don't know where Kevin Durant comes, I'm pretty sure there will be a challenge, but Sixers got more people on their team that will give the Nets fits. You just got two guys, and you got DeAndre Jordan. Listen, DeAndre Jordan is nothing to Jordan be. The only guy you got to worry about is Kyrie and Durant. You know, Dinwiddie pretty good, but I just don't think, there's no doubt in my mind, Sixers is the best team in the East.
I think what happens now is uh maybe a Danny Green. They'll sign somebody off the bench, maybe. I don't know. I don't even think that's true. Maybe a point guard. Uh maybe a center. We'll see what happens. But they got enough young guys to let this young bitch just young this young bench can really score. Let them play together and run. Alright. Alright, I'm out of here, y'all. This is a foul leader. I want to let y'all know about the NBA free agency. Follow me on Writer Leader two four seven. Uh, follow me on Lita Johnson on Instagram and like my page on Facebook. It's been crazy. Seriously crazy. I got so much things to catch up with. But I want to get everybody updated with the Philadelphia 76ers and what's going on, why it happened, how good they're going to be. They're going to be the best defensive team in the league, arguably. You know, there's other teams like the Bucks, and, you know, they're a good defensive team. But when you got Horford and you get Richardson, you got all these. You still got length. You you replace Butler, but you still get length. You got fast, quick guys who I think people are really underestimating. These guys were first, Smith, first round draft pick, Tybu, first round draft pick. Bolton played international. Showed he's a good two way player. Can hit the trade ball. Shake Milton showed he can score. People are gonna get snuck up on. They're forgetting who they are. All right, so I'm out of here, y'all. Follow leader. Sixers talk, man. The 76ers radio. Let y'all know what's going on with the free agency frenzy. Out. All right, now, part two. I just want people to understand, like, um, let's break down a little bit more on the Sixers and what they bring to the table. All right. Um, Al Horford is what you call... One of those type of players that he can play with any team. Got a professional. What do y'all want him to do that proves to y'all he could run with the Sixers? He been playing with young guys in Boston for the longest. Just look at it's like y'all don't even watch basketball. It's like y'all he's played with Isaiah Town. All these guys run. These young guys run. He can't run faster than them guys, but what he keeps up with the pace. The thing is, you don't need. I want to understand. He don't need Al Horford to be a, a gazelle. He don't have to be a, a hyena, a, a philosopher down. He don't have to do that. I don't even get what y'all talking about. Look at uh, look at Tobias Harris at the four position. Tobias Harris brought the ball up. But who were the guys that nobody on the court can keep up with Ben Simmons? Like, not even Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler can run with him, though. Those were the two guys that were mainly up and down the court most of the time. But they still kept up. Everybody keeps up, though. Joel Embiid. How does Joel Embiid run? Y'all act like Joel Embiid the first person down the court or the third person. Like, for real. Joel Embiid lets people run. Whoever runs the floor runs the floor with him. There's three guys that keep up on the court. When it was going down. Tobias Harris is the other guy. But he ain't the first person down the court. He's the fourth guy. You got Jimmy Butler, J.J. Reddick, and you got Ben Simmons. All these guys keep up with each other. They keep up with each other for the fast break. They are there when each other needs each other on the fast break all the time. It wasn't like J.J. couldn't keep up. He knew he didn't have to outrun nobody. It wasn't like Joe B couldn't keep up. He knew he didn't have to outrun everybody. Because by the time he took about four or five, took three steps, he was already right there. Al Horford don't have to run hard with nobody. He know how to, he can keep up easy. He's been doing it with Boston. He did it in Florida when he was in college. He did it with Boston. He keeps up right there when they need him. They don't need Al Horford. This is the number one thing. They don't need Al Horford to outrun nobody. He's going to be there when they need him. 
when the fast break is on, they are front court players. The guys you need going to be the first three got Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, J.J. Reddick. They are always the guys that's going to run the most. J.J. Reddick runs the, if you're honest, J.J. Reddick runs around the whole game. If nobody realizes J.J. Reddick is a good fast break player, I don't know what to tell y'all. Ben Simmons and then Jimmy Butler. Those were the three guys that you, the other two was what? The four and the five. Like who's watching this? Tobias Harris, the only time he's one of the guys is when he's bringing the ball up court. Unless he steals the ball on the fast break. If Al Horford steals the ball from you, guess what? He can go down the court, too. I want to know what basketball people are watching. One guy would like they're going to change the offense. What are you, stupid? That's my guy, though, man. I can't say that. Yeah, you my guy, man. I mean, I won't say no names. You my guy, man. But what are you looking at? It's like you look at this trend of... I swear, social media messes everybody's minds up. It's like, like reality shows mess women up. How are you going to trend because they're, oh, my God, where are the shooters? These are scores. All these guys can shoot. Listen, Houston ain't got no sharp shooters. They can shoot. They can shoot, but they're scores. They're not, listen, a shooter is J.J. Redick. He's a shooter. He's not, a, he can score, but he's more of a shooter. You're going to look at him. If he's not hitting three-pointers, then he's not a factor to you like he would be. Like, if he's just hitting mid-range jumpers and driving on you, that's not his game. His game is to tear you up from long range. Just like Danny Green. If Danny Green is not shooting three-pointers, he's nothing. He's a shooter. I mean, not saying he's a nothing player, but that's his, that's facto. That's facto. If he's not shooting three-pointers and he's not drawing people to him at the three-point line, then guess what? Toronto wasn't a three-point shooting team. They had games. Philadelphia was more of a three-point shooting team than Toronto was. You know why? Because they factored that into their team offense. They put people in their spots. They have one guy bring the ball up, one guy penetrates, and then you go three-pointer. One guy posts up, then you go pass out. Have people in their spots. That's the three-point shooting team. Houston does that. Clint Capella, they all run. Uh, James Harden, they're passing it. They're passing it. Three-point shooting. San Antonio did the same thing. Nobody's looking at basketball. They're looking at trending. Stop looking at trending. Al Horford was a five-time All-Star for what? Why was Boston always considered finals contenders? Because they couldn't run. They couldn't run up and down the floor. You saying Brett Brown, Brett Brown implemented Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris in the fourth quarter of the season together, and still almost went to the semifinals. I mean the conference finals. And could have had it, and, I, and, and looking at that team, the way the Bucks lost and collapsed, they would have beat the Bucks and went to the final, won a championship. So how can you say? How can people sit here and say that Al Horford going to slow the team down? No, while, while the other four are running, Al Horford could be where he at. They don't need Al Horford to run up and do no fast break points. They don't even need him to be there for the pass. You already got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Josh Richardson now with Tobias Harris. That's all you need. Al Horford could fall back, but let, a, let, a, let a, a missed shot happen. By the time Al Horford get there, you're going to forget, and then the pass goes to him, and then boom. Because Al Horford can run the floor. He's just not faster than everybody else. I don't understand where basketball is being taught at. Y'all got to, come on. You're talking about where the shooters at. All these guys can score. Josh Richardson, once again, I said in part one of this podcast, Josh Richardson shot 35% from the field. Ben Simmons shot what? Nothing. But the other four guys, Joel Embiid had games where he was multiple three-pointers. Tobias Harris is a shooter. He's a scorer that can shoot. 
Now, he's going to be more focused on things. You're going to focus on him more. Then the bench is what you got to worry about. Zaire Smith clearly showed people he could shoot from the three-point line. Ty Bull, if y'all don't know, yes, he can shoot from the three-point line. It's just not his, uh, he doesn't fix himself on that. He was a defender. He didn't fix himself on that. The year before, he shot like around 37% from the three-point line. This year, he shot 30. So don't, don't let that fool you. Just this year, he shot 30%. What about the year before? Jonah Bolton, we all, if nobody knows where he can shoot three-pointers, you haven't been watching basketball. All right, um, Shake Milton can do it. He's the guy everybody's missing out on. Shake Milton is the backup. I think if, if they could get a vet, it's, it's possible. I mean, why not get a vet? You need another vet besides Mike Scott, really, just one more vet to show up that bench. So, you know, let's think about that. One more vet. I think Boban could clearly be there because it's not really – Al Horford can back up, but Boban, I think, will get a, a contract. I think Boban will get a contract just because of Tobias. I think look out for that one. And that, that'll be cool. I think that'll be good. Mike Scott and Boban both work that bench. They can teach all those guys how to play. I think that's the. I think Shake Milton. They should go ahead and let, listen. Let Shake Milton be the backup point guard. Time to let your gloves off. I don't look for no. You could look for a backup point guard that would, would veteran experience. But Shake Milton, I'm telling you right now, when he got in them games, that cat was ready. I think over any guy, over Zaire Smith, as good as Zaire looked, because I clearly think he is ready to play basketball. I, I can't wait to see what he does backing up Josh Richardson. Like that is going to be lethal. Two two way guys with athleticism backing up each other. That's going to be lethal. Shake Milton come off the bench. At 6'5 for a 6'10 point guard and Shake Milton can shoot, it's going to spell big. It's time Shake Milton can move over to the two guard. You let Ben, ben Simmons is going to be better. People can say what they want. He's an evolving player. He was better last year than he was the year before. Y'all can talk about shooting all you want. I want the free throw shots to go up. Like, because he's a point guard. When you drive in, people are going to clearly foul you because you post up, you drive in. And he got better last year. He did. It was times he went down. It was times he went up. You can see he's evolving and getting better at the free throw. He will get better and better. Y'all, The league has to be scared of how good this guy is. They talk about the Greek freak. The Greek freak wasn't as good as Ben Simmons his first year. Stop comparing the Greek freak. There's no comparison. It's because he's MVP right now. Because he evolved right now. Let's go back to how good the Greek freak was when Ben Simmons was good. Ben Simmons was better than the Greek Freak in college. Listen, at the age of 17 to 18, he was better than the Greek Freak was at 17 to 18. All love the guy in this man. He, the Greek Freak is the man. Adekumpo was the man. Great speech. Shout out to and the most love to his daddy, R.I.P. Most love to his mom, his, his brothers. Like, that's a great family. Let me take that away. Don't everybody come to me. He's picking on. No, man. I'm just talking about basketball, not personally. I'm talking about basketball. For, you know, people get to trend it. Oh, man, he, dis he disrespected the... No, nuts, fools. You crazy. You got to be crazy, man. So I want to clearly, clearly, clearly say to you that the Sixers are ready. Why? Okay, let's talk about it. Kevin Durant, we don't know what he's going to do. Even if he played this year, that wouldn't scare me. They ain't had no, no preparation with this team. This team is not the Warriors. It's not the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James. You see what Kyrie did with Boston. 
So stop saying they're together. They're going to beat a team like the with a with a. You know why I say that they're going to be the better team because they clearly stacked. They, they they saw how important it was to have a full front five all effective, and with this front five all effective, all right. With this front five all effective, Josh Richardson is going to be a star because nobody's going to look to, as much as they know how good Josh Richardson is, Josh Richardson is not going to be keyed on. The guy they're going to look at is Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. They're going to set the tone. And then Al Horford, they're going to set the tone. All three of them guys are going to set the tone. People are going to forget about Josh Richardson. They're going to forget about him. Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Notice there's two other guys I ain't said. Let's start it over again. The big three is Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Al Horford. So now you got Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris. The real big three is Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. You see what I'm, what I'm saying this for is like this. You got two big threes. Everybody gonna forget about Al Horford too. Tobias Harris is gonna. People don't understand the reason why Tobias Harris. Oh, he didn't shoot like this. You had you had to get everybody. Jimmy Butler. Everybody had to get used to each other. Philadelphia was trying to make Jimmy Butler happy more than Tobias Harris. Now Tobias gets the ball. He is gonna be. Let me tell you something. He's gonna be really counted on. He could end up being the lead scorer of this team. I'm looking at twenty, no, no, no less than twenty-five a game. They're gonna need him to be that guy. Him and Joel and B. It was times. I mean, when Joel and B was hurt, and Tobias Harris was there, and he was tearing it up. He hadn't even got used to the offense. Then you go in the playoff ball, and he hadn't got used to a team. The team hadn't got used to each other. Clearly, if Philly would have started the season, which is another key. They start the season off with each other get used to each other, to get a chemistry. When they finally start playing, when their first preseason, when their first regular season game comes, I mean, people got to be scared of this team. I see a winning streak, a super winning streak. I see the first 20 games. Or I say in the first 20 games, they're 18-2. You thinking I'm crazy? Joel Embiid was looking at MVP consideration. Tobias Harris, before he came to Philly, everybody knew what type of guy he was. Then when he gets there, when you got four other guys that, that need the ball to score, you forget now J.J. Redick is not there. You don't have to let him, as a shooter, you had to get him involved. That was the offense. Now Tobias Harris has that. He's going to be really getting the ball. All those touches that J.J. got, he's going to get. Everything that Jimmy got, he's going to get. He is Him and M.B. are the two best scorers on this team. Then Josh Richardson is going to clown on people. This is going to be when he comes out. He's in Philly. This is big, big, big momentum for him in a big city. He was in Miami. Miami's not a Philadelphia, no, no. We're talking about party town with Miami, not basketball mecca. He's going to become a basketball, and he's going to be at a 2022 great contract. I mean, you have no idea what type of star they get with Josh Richardson. He's going to really, and when his contract is up, it's going to be pay time. By that time, Al Horford will be gone. It'll be time to pay Josh. Tobias will be there. We'll see uh, how much he's playing. But Josh is the young stud. It'll be around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. 
you know, by the time um, Tobias' contract is up, there'll be 14 seasons. Who knows how much time he'll have? Who knows if Philly will still keep him? But Josh is the next young guy that will that will blossom with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And then you still got young guys like Zaire Smith and Ty. Ty, but people don't understand. Matisse is that first round pick. He is a good player. There's a lot of guys who could have got. I wanted Kevin Porter. Okay, um, not see a little, but this guy, he really pushed his scoring to the side to focus on what he was already great at, and that was playing defense. Like, he didn't say, I want the ball, okay, I want to get this read. No, what he did was focus mainly on what he was good at. And then, you know, it made the team, you know, what, what that did was make the team better. The defensive player of the year, and, and he, everybody act like, oh, defensive player of the year. With those, a guy was 6'6", six, six, he's 215, he's a shooting guard. Just like when Ron Artest one of the defensive players in the NBA that was bigger. It was bigger. It was way bigger with Ryan Artest because he was a smaller guy. He wasn't a seven for two center. But Matisse doing that, no matter what they play defense, he's a six six guy that won defensive player of the year. That was big. Now this is part two, y'all. I'm about to wrap it up just to let y'all know part two on how good the Philadelphia 76ers will be. This is a finals team. I don't see Toronto is out. Kawhi gonna be a Laker. Even if he came back, this team was too stacked defensively, which was a big part of why Philly, you know, Toronto's defense clamped on because of Kawhi. Now they got more defensive players. So here we go. I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader part two. I'm out.